This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. They're longtime friends. Let me tell you something real quick about Dibs that I'm sure not everybody knows. <laughs> and first-time partners. Hang in there, big guy. There'll be bright days ahead. Now these two homegrown Bay Area boys finally come together to take over sports talk. Get the hell off of my doorstep. Major League Baseball, you steam. It's Willard and Dibs. <laughs> On 95.7, The Game. So, you know how you were just describing what the stream was like yesterday? I thought this was appropriate. It sort of feels like that's what the 49ers trip to the Super Bowl has felt like so far. The stream? It's a little loose. How's your stream? It's a little loose. It's a little all over the place. Let's let, let's be real here for a second. Oh, come on. So, the 49ers go out there and... I don't know if you read Mike Silver's article in the Chronicle. I did. I think a little it, too overdramatic to well, me. Well, really? Yes. Okay, first of all, let's set the table, let people know what we're talking about. This whole UNLV field thing goes actually back at least a week and a half. Soon as the 49ers know that they're going to the Super Bowl, they've got advanced scouts, advanced moles heading out to Vegas to check out the field. Well, the NFL just hucks a bunch of grass on top of turf and says, we're good to go here. And the Niners, moles, look at it and go, it doesn't feel good. We, we, don't, we don't like this at all. This is not right. And so on we go to the controversy that comes out yesterday, which I now believe the NFL floated that. They put that out to the public, not the 49ers. Goodell tucks a Fakakta press conference in before the player availability. Normally they do that on Friday, then they moved it to Wednesday. Now they moved it to Monday, right before player availability. And the best part of all, guess which media members showed up to Roger Goodell's press conference? Only the ones who were invited. That's not a press conference. If you have to be invited. So this whole thing was a show. And Roger saying, well, it meets all the standards of our fields. And that guy, you don't even know this, literally referenced in this, air quotes, press conference, the field at MetLife Stadium. Of course. It's just as good as that. Oh, you mean the one where everybody tears their ACLs? Well, that's an NFL field. It is. Yeah. It shouldn't yep. be. For two teams. Correct. For two teams. Yeah, it is. But it shouldn't be. So he's got the nerve to go do all of that. And the 49ers are now kind of loose. 
Like, are they going to practice on that tomorrow? Probably at light speed. Are they going to practice on it Thursday at full speed? Probably not. They're probably going to go over to the Raider facility. So there's that. And then the player and coach availability starts last night, and the internet starts buzzing because it appears that Kyle Shanahan, while answering questions about Brock Purdy and more, Lose Kyle. Has had a couple of pops. At least. At so least. had a few pops. And did you notice... No um and no stuff. <laughs> so listen, we can play I, all the Kyle sound you want, and I want you. I, to, I want you to listen for content, but I also want you to listen for um and stuff and stuff and um because your boy, I've never loved him more. Well, that's my point. I'm like, I don't know Kyle Thurstahan. I don't know if you've had three margaritas. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Me or him? But neither. <laughs> I don't know. But I do I don't know, know whatever whoever you were last night, Kyle. I kinda dig that Kyle. <laughs> not only not only laminated menu, am I right? Not only did the ums and stuff go away, he wouldn't stop talking. He was very expansive. Yeah. He's going sto- like frame by frame through the whole Brock Purdy story. It was pretty entertaining. It was awesome. Meanwhile, Chase Young's over in the corner being asked about effort, telling Jennifer Lee Chan eight times, we can't have that. We can't have a lack of... I can't do that. And I'm looking at my TV screen or my laptop going, did you just figure that out? You... So now you're in the Super Bowl, and it just dawned on you, you know what we shouldn't do? We shouldn't not try. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. So we got our game plan, and get ready for it, Jennifer Lee Chan. Here it is. We're going to try. Yeah, no jogging. I'm like, what's going on out here? It's crazy. We got soft sod. We got arguments with Roger Goodell. We got, we got a goofy head coach Kyle. who might have had a few margies <laughs> and, and, and effort. And I'm like, we're, we, it's been one day of Super Bowl week. What are we talking about right now? It's a little loose. It's like the Niners were on the live stream. And they should be because it's Monday of the Super Bowl. And I look at the San Francisco Sheriff's Office countdown to kickoff clock, and we still have five days, five days. and an hour and 14 in various seconds to Tw- go. 21. Right. So 21, 21. So we're still good in terms of like needing to really buckle down and get after it. And the whole thing about the turf, we can talk about because I think the whole thing was a non-story. Really? Yeah. It's a non-story until somebody does you-know-what. Well, it's a non-story because the Niners are mad, and then now the word is, well, they're going to practice, and it's getting better. And so now they're going to practice well, on it. Well, there's like a little... Listen, There's the, I don't want this to be boring or, or, or lame, but there's a little score that every field gets. Um, it's got an initial. It's an acronym. Sure. Gwack or so, something. <laughs> Everything's got a guack score or something like that. And a normal NFL field, and it's about what how much it absorbs, uh, you know, hits and collisions and falls and things like that. And whatever, however they put this together, the number is supposed to be between 70 and 80. Um, well, the UNLV field was about 48, and now it's up to about 53, which is, I don't know, not enough. Like, it's, it's not what the other fields are. But Goodell will come out and go, no, it, it is what the other fields are. And then he referenced the two worst fields in the entire NFL right, right. where tons of injuries have happened. So I get what you're saying. 
Um, it makes the 49ers look soft and whiny, which is actually, I, I think, why I think the NFL leaked this. The 49ers don't want it out there. They've actually handled it pretty well. They don't want to disrupt what the Chiefs are doing. They're like, this is not the Chiefs' fault. But the bottom line is, this is A, being handled very poorly by the NFL, and, and B, a terrible look. It's a terrible look that one team is in a brand new state of the art three right, field right. indoor outdoor facility, and the other one is down the street at a college where someone threw grass on the ground. That's stupid. Well, that's the this bigger is the issue, NFL. honestly. And you know, you're talking about a game that's going to be played indoor, and one team gets to play and practice indoor, and the other one has to be outdoor. That to me is the real big issue because it's been raining in Las Vegas, so. Maybe you didn't expect it to be rainy there in in February, which I know it doesn't always rain there, but it's been rainy, and it's going to continue to be rainy because of the bomb cyclone and the atmospheric river and all the rest of it. So that, to me, is the bigger issue, and the Niners should have raised this last week if they knew going in that, hey, we're outside and they're inside. This is a bunch of bullshit, quite frankly. Livestream tomorrow and Thursday. I'm working it. Tomorrow and Thursday. Not today? Not today. Oh, that's right. Peter no King. live stream, yeah. 95.7 The Game, all four hours today live uh, on your radio. This thing is on. It's on. Yeah, my fault. Uh, let me let me rack that back. I think it's patently unfair, Mark, <laughs> that one team is indoor and the other team well, has to practice outdoor at the very least. But no one's whining about the weather. They're whining about the facility. No, but if, if I were the Niners, I would be whining about the indoor-outdoor split because the game is indoor. So even if there was no weather and there was no turf issue, I still am at a disadvantage knowing that I have to practice outdoor, they're indoor, and the game is indoor. That's a bunch of... Yep. That's patently unfair, Mark. You want to hear your boy? And stuff? All right. It, no. You're not going to hear that boy. No, um? It's a brand new boy. All right. 888 Turns out I like triple sec more than I thought well, and stuff. Uh, first of all, we, we can be super sophomoric. I'm sure we will. And we have been. And, and decide whether or not Kyle has had some pops here. Uh, let me get this out front. I don't care if he did. Six days till the game and you're in Vegas. I'd have, I'd have had a bunch of drinks the first night I got there, too, and right. I don't even drink that much. Yeah. I totally would have had some pops the first night I got to Vegas. Mooney Ward said the very thing Yeah, when he talked about their trip to Vegas. I think they should be rolling dice, but the NFL won't yeah. let them. It's the best odds in the casino, by the way. Always back up your pass line bet. But anyway. I heard they flew in Jock Peterson for some <laughs> uh, some in-house gaming. Nice. Unconfirmed. Nice. You're welcome. Nice. Nice. They're in the ballroom of Lake Las Vegas. Little Pussoy. Anyway, so so Kyle goes to this thing, and uh, and you remember the Jed York thing from last week where he's like, so Kyle comes to me and pulls me aside in training camp and goes, we need to talk, and I'm going, "Uh uh-oh. And the story goes, he says, I think our third-string quarterback is our best quarterback. So as soon as Kyle becomes available, which was last night, they asked about him. And so here's Shanahan talking about his conversations with Jed York about Brock Purdy. And tucked into this, you can make your assessment on the all-new Kyle and how you feel about that. Here it is. It's funny to hear Jed say that because it wasn't the smartest moment I've ever had. I mean, when an owner comes in after training camp practices and is like, hey, how's the quarterback? And he, what he means is the starter or the second. 
and you and Irritation go, I don't know, but our third guy's the best. Like, that's not what he wants to hear. So that's why he remembers it very strong. But that was just more... Brock was so good right away with every rep he got. He was always the same. And he only got a couple of them. So it was easy for me to say. Because in his few reps, he was the best. But if you know that for a fact, I mean, then you do what you do right away. But he was the best. and But you ease that on. And every time he got a little more reps, it was the same as when he only got two. And so when it was all said and done and he got a lot of playing time, I was like, oh, this looks exactly like what I told you. When I was irritated, and he only had three reps, and I said, no, he's the best, but that's what was so real about Brock. That's why after his seven games, his rookie year, even when he got hurt, we knew what we had because he'd been that way in practice every day, and it was the exact same way in the games. That is one minute and seven seconds long. Not one stuff. No. Not one um. No. None. Kyle, like, went on to say... Let me tell you about the last time I was in Vegas. I told him, Brock, hang in there, big, big guy. guy. They'll be riding his riding lights ahead. <laughs> now, 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 hold on, hold on, hold the phone, dude. Tomorrow you can you can complete Shut that. Shut the front door. Thank you. Because hear what's going on in the background. This is very different. They change this now, it seems like, every year. Since COVID, they're trying new things. Media Day used to be something that happened in the middle of the day, and the media would be there, and there'd be weird people doing... Like, right. There was always this, like, signs. Jimmy Kimmel was yeah, there. Totally. And, right, here's Chewy, and he's going, all right, how long is your... And, you know, just whatever. Like, everybody's waka, waka, waka. Totally. Now it's at night. I can't really, like, there's podium set up, but it also felt very chaotic and... Fans. And so Kyle is also projecting over screaming 49er fans who are chanting bang, bang, Niner gang up in the stands and yelling at Travis Kelsey, Um, who, by the way, Chiefs and Niners kind of all there at the same time. Also different than they used to do it. Yeah, Mahomes and Brock together. One team, then the other team. Now it's just like everybody's on the field at the same time. I like it this way. I do too. But, like, do you give Kyle a nod for this is not a controlled press conference yes. and stuff? And, and he's off the clock. Right. He's laid back. There's no podium. He's being interviewed. And it's loud inside Allegiant Stadium. He gets full latitude. He gets, for me, he gets the pass that he needs. He doesn't need the pass, right. but he gets whatever he wants in terms of how he comes across. You're in the Super Bowl, and you're six days away at that point from the game. So, you know what? If you want to let your hair down, let it down. As long as you don't come out and say, well, we're going to give it to Christian a lot early, and you know we're going to save Kyle for the second half. Andy Reid is overrated. Uh, you know, He's overrated. All that stuff. He never won without Mahomes. Spagnola couldn't hold my play sheet. <laughs> you know. As long as he doesn't go too far off the reservation, but okay. Here's the thing, though. I loved it. I've never been more. I've never been more with you. However, oh June, oh no, the big butt, Mister Mix a Lot style. However, <laughs> this is not where we usually go, and I wonder, world, if you're all ready for this. It wasn't that long ago that, for example. Tony Romo being on a trip with Jessica Simpson was unacceptable. 
before a playoff game. Odell Beckham being on a boat with friends and having a <gasps> picture taken. Unacceptable. He was shirtless. Unacceptable. Ah, on. So I hope the answer's yes, but I don't know, Dip. Have we arrived at a place? Has our Uber delivered us to a place where we're now okay? I don't even know if this happened, but are we okay with the head coach six days before the game going to public appearances, having a few pops? Well, we don't know that. We don't know it's that. It's unconfirmed. It's a, and, and always will be. Right. I don't expect Kyle to hold another press conference and let us know what the menu was at 6 o'clock prior to going yeah. over to the stadium. And I don't believe they breathalyzed him on his way to the podium. If they had, he's probably about .11 or .12. Not completely it's un, schnockered. It's unconfirmed. That's my, uh, that I'm, is a speculation sensation. That's a buck. Yeah. And uh, if you put the, uh, the draft change, if Johnny Avello friend of the program set the over-under on his BAC, he probably would have put it at .095. He is Vegas' top odds maker, and he he's knows the market how maker. to make, he's the market maker. He, makes he knows it. how to make a line. Yeah. Alright, so the Niners are out here just getting loose. Let's go. Some of it under their control, some of it not. What do you think? We'll take your calls. 888-957-9570. Peter King. We expect Sober will be joining us at 3.15. Steve Kerr at 4. Want to be featured on a Red and Gold hotline? Give it a ring right now. Leave a message. Let us know how excited you are about your team being in the big game. And you can have as many drinks as you want before you make this call. 628-400-9880. 628-400-9880. Brought to you by Somsation Wine, the wine company. Experience some of the best wines you've yet to discover at somsation.com. This is Willard and Dibs. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now, back to Willard and Dibs on 95.7 The Game. Yeah, I'll, t- I'll tell you the story. I'll tell you the story. And I'll, and I'll share a little bit of the story. But it, um, one of our favorite places, Crystal Springs Golf Course. Yeah. Right off 280 up there, going Hillsborough Burlingame-ish. Um, we stopped there for a drink on our way to the Mountain House in Woodside. Celebrating Christie's birthday on Saturday. The night. lovely Christie. The Mountain House is unbelievable. If you've never heard about it, 
Um, and I'm not like, I didn't get anything for this. They don't know me. I don't know them. I just heard about it, and I'm like, let's check this out. They've got a room where like the it's just glass on every side, and you're in the forest. And it's incredible. Yeah, and, I saw and the, the pictures. And the amazing. chef and the yeah. chef knows what he's doing. Yeah. The chef knows what he's doing. So it was a great, great but you gotta get there early if you want to get the full experience because the sun goes down. So you can't make a seven o'clock reservation. It's just dark. Right. So we made a five o'clock reservation and but it doesn't open till five. So you can't get there at four thirty. You can't get in. So what do you do? Well, you're like, Well, what do I know around here on the way where we could stop and get a pop? How about Crystal Springs Golf Course? So we went in and we saw your boy. Nice and wink. Kind of, he he's like, hey, let's do let's do something. Let's do something. So, uh, summer's coming. Ninety five seven. The game listeners. Yeah. And uh, we'll see what we can. Put we got together. something cooking. We got, well, we'll see what we put. It's we, funny we, because uh, I have my spies, and you know me, Mark. I know about eight percent of the people in the Bay Area. It feels like ninety eight. Right. And so you can't go anywhere Nowhere. without me getting. Hey. I saw your partner, and I usually respond with, uh, which one? My radio partner? My life partner? My lovely partner. My golf partner? Yeah, like, which yeah, partner? Yeah. And then uh, Wink responded with, your guy, with, uh, with his lovely. And I said, oh, I know who you're you talking about. Yeah. And I was thinking to myself, what the hell's he doing in my spot? Without clearing it with me first. It was a complete, like, it was just a right turn. It was right? like, let's go over there. <laughs> like, it had no plan awesome. whatsoever. Uh, so went and had a Manhattan on the rock. She had some bubbles. We had some good conversation. Perfect. We were on our way to the next spot. I'd like to dedicate the next 10 seconds of radio to Kyle Shanahan. Yeah, yeah, you did. Okay. It's media night. Cheers, everybody. Dude, Kyle. Yeah, boy. And I loved it. I thought that he was, it was a mix of relaxed with honest. And, you know, the answers he gave were all forthright and, and stuff. And Well, but no, no and stuff. And no um. Like, man, whatever he drank, it knocked the hesitation right out of him. He was a smooth talker. Yeah. Let's test it again. Shall we hear his next commentary? And find out if there were any stuffs or ums in there. What's the topic, I wonder? Uh, Brock Purdy and whether or not he's a game manager. Ready? I'm so ready. Here comes Kyle. Well, it's so, it's such a weird conversation <laughs> to hear the whole world talk about this. But, like, in my opinion, it, there's no such thing as a great quarterback if you can't be a game manager. Like, so I don't get how being a system quarterback and a game manager is a negative. Like, the job of a quarterback is to manage the game, and it is to run the system. The system is what you work on all week. That's what the whole line works on. That's what your five eligibles work on. That's everything. And the quarterback, if you want to be great, you better be able to run that system, and you better be able to manage the game. But if you want to stay in that position, understand that no system is going to be perfect. There's going to be times where you have no answers. And if you want to stay there, you better make some plays. And that's how you become a consistent quarterback. You're a game manager, you run the system right, and you can make plays. And if you don't have those three things, it's a matter of time. One game, two game, two years, it's a matter of time. But Brock does all three of those things, so I don't, I don't get what we're talking about. That was a minute eight. The first one was a minute seven. That's two minutes and 15 seconds. Not one stuff. And no ums. And not one um. Uh, just, he, 
And he was so right in that answer. This dude turns into Obama after a couple of beers. <laughs> he's like, he, he's delivering the greatest speech we've ever heard in our lives. Without the pauses and the <laughs> choppy delivery. I mean, I mean, and by the way, and again, I would like to firmly state two things. I have no idea if Kyle had anything to drink last night. Fine. And I am great with it if he did. Kyle, celebrate, dude. You're in the Super Bowl, and you're in right. Las Vegas. What the hell else are you supposed to do? Totally. Everybody else there is drinking. So, And he's so uptight, and he's uptight in the right way. Well, comes the off that of the way. Well, we actually and, don't know. We don't know him. Right. I'm sure when he gets home with Mandy and the kids, he's dad, and he relaxes and all the rest of it. But in his job, you have to grind. Right. And his laminated play sheet, if you've ever looked at it, it's in like four-point font, and there's about <laughs> 1,700 plays on both sides with four different highlighter colors, and he's constantly marking it. That doesn't happen by accident. There's nobody who does that for him. I was just going to say, though, like, so let's get that part out of the way. But, but with all that said, here's the other thing. If you do have, like, I don't know, one too many, or if your speech pattern starts to change a little bit, the word system Ooh. is a tough one. And consistent. How many times did he say system in that answer? Count them up. Well, it's so... It's such a weird conversation to hear the whole world talk about this, but like, in my opinion, there's no such thing as a great quarterback if you can't be a game manager. Like, so I don't get how being a system quarterback and a game manager is a negative. Like, the job of a quarterback is to manage the game, and it is to run the system. The system is what you work on all week. That's what the whole line works on. That's what your five eligibles work on. That's everything. And the quarterback, if you want to be great, you better be able to run that system and you better be able to manage the game. But if you want to stay in that position, understand that no system is going to be perfect. There's going to be times where you have no answers. And if you want to stay there, you better make some plays. And that's how you become a consistent quarterback. You're a game manager, you run the system right, and you can make plays. And if you don't have those three things, it's a matter of time. One game, two game, two years, it's a matter of time. But Brock does all three of those things, so I don't I don't get what we're talking about. I don't get what we're talking My about. My favorite part is the end. I, I don't get what we're talking about. Well, and he answered the whole thing. <laughs> he and did. It was, uh, These six, are great answers, by the way. Six systems and six either manage the game or game managers. Right. And he's absolutely right in terms of what he's saying. He's totally right. Like the offensive line, they have to adhere to the system. And the five eligibles, they have to run the system. And then the quarterback has to run the system. And when things break down, if he can't make plays, well, he can get away with it for a game or two or maybe a year or two. But after that... He's going to be exposed. You have to be consistent. <laughs> his answer was absolutely spot on. I like his answers better when he's had a few. Yeah. I'm just saying. No doubt. I like his answers better. Kyle Lucid, and and by the way, don't we all, haven't you all had these moments in your life? And, and it, it's kind of a funny thing to say, but people do this. You know, alcohol brings out the real you. Well, you're naked in the street. So that's not what I would call the real you. Um, let's go shoot free throws in our underwear. No, that's not the real you. But it does. It breaks down 
your inhibitions. To me, that's that's the number one thing it does, right? Oh, I can't go talk to her. I can't go talk to her. Two pops. Now I can talk to her. It breaks down your hesitation. It breaks down your fears. And so sometimes that feels more honest because it breaks down your barriers. And yes, Kyle Shanahan has barriers up. Does Bill Belichick sound like he's ever got barriers up when he's talking? Okay, great. That good answer, Coach. Thanks. Well, and you've talked to like Rich Ornberger, who played for him, and says he's an absolute the life of the party. Bill and, is like, not that guy, right? right. Lampshade. He's, sar- he's sarcastic. And, yeah, yeah. He comedy, gets after it. All yeah, that. he's all those things. So I, w- I guess what I'm saying here is that it does feel to me like whether it was Kyle had a few or Kyle was just in his bag, or whatever it was, Kyle was really letting it rip. And so there was less hesitation with what he was saying. And I think you got some really lengthy, honest answers. For sure. And that's great. And that last answer to me puts the whole thing in context in terms of what we've talked to so many people about. The idea of game manager or system quarterback and all the rest of it. They all are game managers. And they all are system quarterbacks. It's a question of whether or not you can operate in the system and still be good. (laughs) I'm sorry. This is a comment that just came through on our YouTube page that I think captures it perfectly. If you've seen a certain movie and know it well, uh, Life's Lemons just texted in, through the quad to the gymnasium! Exactly. It's old school. Exactly. Exactly. You're in Vegas. But listen, I mean, Dibs, you know this. Like, this is going to, I'm actually surprised we haven't seen more of this. This is going to bother somebody. And maybe it's not bothering anybody yet because you don't know the final score. Right. But if if the 49ers go out and lose by 10, yesterday's going to come back. That's my only concern about this. My concern is not whether or not the Niners are going to be ready. My concern is not the behavior of anybody involved with the traveling party whatsoever. My concern is, is that this is unfairly going to be thrown back into the faces of the 49ers should things not go well on Sunday. Or the fact that they weren't able to prepare properly because the field wasn't good enough and the Niners felt that the field was too soft and so they couldn't get properly prepared for the big game. Whatever happens, there's always going to be something that fans point to as the reason why they lose. And if Kyle Shanahan gets loose on a Monday night, if he did, and we don't even know if he did or not, if that's the reason why you think that they lose, well, that's a you problem. Um, agreed. Agreed completely on this one. Um, but I also got to say, like, this has been kind of a surprising start to the week. I, like, you know, I, I remember we're all watching online. I think a lot of us were as the Chiefs and 49ers both landed in Vegas on Sunday night. Great video from both of the planes as all of them walk off. And, and look, you're looking at two teams. One of them in particular seems like they're here almost every year. 49ers have at least been flirting with it a lot in the last five years and and their second trip here, even though there are some players who, who have never done it before. But as these two teams are getting off the plane, you're like, dude, this is the Chiefs and the Niners. Like, this is a, this is a serious matchup. These are two organizations that know what they're doing. 
and the buttoned up and the professional and this is going to be high level stuff. The more I think about it, I just really didn't expect the Chiefs to be here. But now that we're here, the more I think about it, this probably should have been the matchup we all wanted. This is probably the matchup America should have wanted. It's got a rematch feel to it. It's got the face of the league involved in it going up against Mr. Irrelevant. There's nothing more poetic or movie-like than that. It's got Kyle Shanahan versus Andy Reid. For most people's money, that's the two best play callers in the game. Anyway, with all that said, they arrive, and 48 hours later... We're having conversations about effort. We've got Sod on a field at a college, an argument with the commissioner of the league, and Kyle Shanahan, who potentially had a few pops before a press conference, which we've never seen before. That is not how I expected the start of this week to look. Right, but it's always something. And you've been to enough of these to where it's always something. And whether it's deer antler spray or if it's a player who goes off the reservation and goes to Mexico or another one who goes in the strip club and and gets arrested or whatever it is, the snow in Dallas or every week there's always going to be something in the Super Bowl that is going to be something that sends us off the rails in terms of what we're actually talking about. Um, 888-957-9570 is the number. We'll take your calls on anything going on uh, with the 49ers, with the Super Bowl as we build toward this. Peter King joins us in a half hour. Steve Kerr in an hour and 15 minutes. So don't forget the Warriors. We will have a conversation with Steve for sure about what I thought uh, you know, talk about uncomfortable press conferences. Clay Thompson in the locker room last night was a whole situation. And I thought that that was um, a, a pointed yet at times uncomfortable conversation between Anthony Slater um, and others. And Draymond Clay Green. Thompson and Draymond Green with a cameo. Yes. More than a cameo. <laughs> Draymond Green I mean, did everything but take that thing over, basically telling Anthony Slater. Who gives a bleep about who finishes the game? And I do think there's a lot to that. But it takes on a little bit more weight, knowing that the trade deadline is now less than 48 hours away, and Clay mm-hmm. Thompson's name has been thrown out there, and now Clay's not in the finishing lineup, and Wiggins is Wiggins wasn't playing. So what are we doing in terms of you know the Warriors three days from now as opposed to where they are today? And I will say this, and we'll talk more about it coming up a little bit later on, but Chris Mannix, somebody I know we both really respect, Chris Mannix, um, for Sports Illustrated, just posted an article not that long ago today saying that the Lakers and Warriors are among the teams most desperate to make a move before Thursday's trade deadline desperate to make a move before the trade deadline. Wow. This after about what feels like two weeks of us sort of readying ourselves for, well, they're not going to be a deal. There's no deal out there. Chris Mannix, who is dialed in, and we respect him, says they are among the most desperate teams in the whole league to make a move. And I wonder what that desperation manifests itself into in terms of the Warriors where, you know, if you're desperate to make a move... Are you desperate to trade Clay Thompson and break up the big three? Are you desperate to trade Chris Paul, who isn't even playing in his expiring deal? Or Andrew Wiggins, a guy who's been up and down more times than a yo-yo, not only this year, but the last two years? Um, I will say he threw out a name that is the Warriors' top target. 
the Warriors' absolute top target is coming up next. No, I'm kidding. No, uh, we'll tell you right now. Uh, Alex Caruso. Okay. Alex Caruso of the Chicago Bulls. Okay. Size and perimeter defenders are supposedly the characteristics the Warriors are searching for. And I wonder what it would take to get Alex Caruso. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if it's Wiggins and maybe Moody or, you know, it's interesting because the Warriors youth movement has taken on new life of late with Quinones and Santos now getting uh, getting minutes and looking pretty good. So maybe you feel like you've got more young players than you had a week ago. Uh, more on that coming up because he does throw out what the Warriors might be willing to give up, what they're not willing to give up, all of that. Uh, so we'll have that for you uh, coming up next hour. Again, Steve Kerr joins us in just over an hour. Um, Billy in the city with us here on Willard and Dibs. Hey, Billy, what are you doing? Hey, hey, what's going on? I'm here to talk about Niners, but first, before I get into that, you got to be nuts if we're giving up Wiggins and whoever for freaking Caruso. I'm sorry, no. Well- no, it may it, it may not be Wiggins. It may not be Wiggins. Um, I think it would probably be or more. You would give up Clay for Caruso? Well, uh, look, the Warriors have Hell two. No. The Warriors, <laughs> Billy, Billy, the Warriors have two large expiring contracts, and for certain teams, those are attractive. And you know exactly who they are. They are Clay Thompson and Chris Paul. All right, I'll give up. I'll give up Paul. Um, well, yeah, anyway, course, right, yeah. Well, I, <laughs> I've, been call, I've, call, I've been waiting online to talk about the Niners. Let's do it. Defense and my concerns there. Okay, now, the defensive coordinator, is or was he a DB coordinator before this? Steve Wilkes? Yes. 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 Many yes. years ago. Yes, yes. Many years ago. Okay. I, it makes more sense now. Dude, we've got to get more exotic on the line. I get it. We want to keep everything in front of us, right, so we can make a play. But we've got monsters in the front four, right? Why are we just going straight up, just, uh, you know, keeping their pieces in their, in their exact spots? Why don't we switch them up? Put Chase on the other side. Why don't we put Chase and Bosa on the same top? Put him up near Armstead. Do something a little different. It's an interesting <laughs> question. Billy, Billy, I'll say this, and Billy, thank you. You're bringing up what I think is the linchpin to the game, and that is the 49ers prefer to rush with their base four and be a zone team in the secondary. That has led to some weak points, and everyone's got an opinion why. The question will be, is that Steve's plan again in this game? And if it doesn't work, how long do you stick with it? Because we all can agree that there's one thing and one thing only that has to happen for the 49ers to win the game, and that's pressure and then contain Patrick Mahomes. You've got to pressure him, he's obviously too good. If he's got time, if he breaks contain, no matter who his receivers are, he will eat you alive. He's the best in the game. 
Right. So how does Steve Wilkes go about attacking that is, to me, is question number one. Well, there's two different ways to do it. There's the way that Tampa did in the Super Bowl when Tampa absolutely dominated Kansas City. They rushed four, and they beat their offensive line badly each and every play. Mahomes had no time, and you dominated Kansas City. The other way to do it is the way the Bengals have done it in beating Kansas City in the playoffs and in recent years where they rush three. You rush three, you cover with eight, you spy Mahomes, and you make him beat you underneath. I think that's the way that Wilkes will go about it. Not rushing three, you rush four, you, rush four. you spy Mahomes, and you rally up and tackle like you did against Detroit in the second half. Well, they've got the linebackers that you would want if you're worried about Mahomes and Kelsey. They've got two of the absolute yep. best in the game who are good. They're good tacklers. They're they're good run defenders. They're good pass defenders. Fred Warner, Dre Greenlaw. So that, to me, though, that's that's the thing. That's the thing that frustrates 49er fans also because with the greatness of the names they have on the defensive line, they've not been able to get that front four pressure in a base package that um, that you want and that you sort of expect, at least not so far in these playoffs. San Francisco Sheriff's Office countdown to kickoff clock says we are five days, zero hours, 35 minutes exactly away from the big game. And we're presented by Fremont Bank, Full-service banking, no compromises. Time for more of your calls on the loose start to the week for the 49ers. And Peter King joins us in 20 minutes on Willard and Dips. The Road to Vegas is brought to you by Zenny, the official eyewear of the San Francisco 49ers. Shop from over 3,000 styles at 80% off retail prices exclusively at Zenny.com. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 